Hello and welcome to Word Perfect. You're listening to Siren Radio. My name is Steve Court and we're going to have another wonderful conversation today with one of the many incredible writers who has come through Inspired.com. Uh, today we are joined by uh, Carl all the way from the United States. So for those people sitting at home, Carl, give us a little introduction to yourself. Tell, tell us who you are and where you're from. Yes, my name is Carl Sharwath, and I currently just moved a few months ago to New Smyrna Beach, Florida. I have a brand new home and I'm about seven miles from the beach, so close enough to enjoy it, far enough away for, from hurricanes. Uh, originally, I lived in Mount Dora, which was central Florida, just north of Mount Dora. Lived there 30 years. Before that, I lived in New Jersey, so I'm a Jersey boy, another 30 years. And I went to college in Cal State Fullerton, which is Fullerton, California. So you've, you've seen a fair amount of the, uh, the United States over, over those years then? And as you notice, it's always the coast. <laughs> it's yeah, like being yeah. Sticking close to the, to the ocean. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. But um, and, and you, you're a particularly interesting writer to myself because of um, the depth of the kind of the artistic uh, avenues that you've gone down. So you're not just a writer, are you? You do a, a whole mash of things. Yes. Uh, as the cliche, jack of all trades. I don't know how good I am at any of them, but I keep trying different ones. But... I just started out with poetry, and then I branched off into short stories, essays, plays, um, haiku. Then one of my friends in New Smyrna Beach introduced me to photography. She modeled for me and got me interested in photography. And I I think my photography is taking off more than my writing now. So I'm going to tend to focus more on that in the future. And And it all all ties in with uh, my running as well. I always have to mention my running. I've been a runner for 40 years. And when I first got my inspiration to be a writer, it was actually from running. And as I run, I'm always either thinking of poems or short stories I might write, or I might run past an abandoned building and then drive back there later with my camera to take a picture. So running is always an integral part of my art discovery. And you you do the running competitively still, don't you, as well? I'm sorry? You do the running competitively as well, don't you? Correct. I usually try and do at least uh, one or two 5Ks a month. I know it's crazy. I'm getting up at five o'clock on a Saturday morning when everybody else is sleeping in. But I just love the camaraderie. I love competing. And I'm 67 years old. going to keep doing it until I can't do it anymore. And then I'll I'll start walking. But I'm not (laughs) going to give it up. That's amazing. And you're doing quite well as well. I keep seeing lots of... uh first place in your categories and things like that that, that you, you seem to be winning so you so whatever you're doing you're doing it well well sometimes uh, a lot of people don't show up some of my friends kid me to go how many people showed up in your age group i said well three so i was guaranteed to win a medal <laughs> however i always i always tell them i just did 97 percent better than anybody else in the united states because i woke up first of all i woke up second i drove there third i competed and completed so you're a winner just by waking up for the race Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just turning up sometimes is enough to put you ahead of everyone else, isn't it? But as you get older, it, it's getting easier to win now. I didn't, never really won in my 40s and 50s. I was always fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh place. So maybe that's why I'm starting to do so many of them. Wow. No, I mean, it's good. It's great. It's great. And let's say it's provided you with that inspiration in terms of the rest of your creative life as well. So you like see you discovering new locations or new ideas as, you, as you're running. And, uh, and your photography really is great. So actually the tie for this week's show to the previous week's radio show is that we had um, Anne-Christine Tabaka on last week. So actually you've got to mention in last week's show as well, because we were talking about the two covers that you've designed 
for her, uh, her last two books. Yes, I'm very happy about that. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people don't like Facebook. Um, I love Facebook. It's a great place to network. And with my photography, that's been a plus for me. I, I would put photos on Facebook and I've actually had people from around the world wanting to write poetry for my photography, which that's the greatest compliment I think an artist could have that somebody wants to sit down and write a poem after seeing your photo or art. So I've had about 12 different collaborations that have been published. I figure, let me help them out. And some of these poets were never published before. So I combined my photography with their poetry, which is the crastic art and then submitted for publication. And then um, Christine, um, Lizminda, a few other artists have started asking me for covers. And they said, do you want, can I pay for it? I go, no, I'm not selling you anything. I'm happy to do it. I love the recognition. I'm honored that you would want my photography on your cover. So that's a big plus to me. And that's really what inspires me is that other people are, are being happy and inspired with my work. Amazing. Well, that's, that's incredible. The, the contrast in the two pieces as well between uh, the, the two covers that you've done for for Christine Tobacco is is fantastic. So the first one was a, a a photography piece looking out over a sort of a coastal shot, wasn't it? A shoreline, um, and then the second. Yes, that piece, one real real quick was many years ago. I came to the same place I live now to do a run. It was about an hour away, and I got there early in the morning, and the sun was rising, and I had my phone. I used my phone for that shot. I was just got behind the seagrass. I saw this little seagrass sticking up and I said, well, this is, this is going to work out well. And I, I really like that picture. Even though I don't do much nature photography, I more prefer art photography where I can tell a story with my photos, but I, you know, sometimes do do the natural type photography. So I'm glad she's like that one. It meant something to me. No, that's pretty, yeah, it's really good. And I say, and the, and the art photography that you mentioned there is exactly where that second cover then comes in because yes. that's far more about a, a creative piece of a sort of artistic photography, isn't it? Correct. And that um, did a few where I'm combining what's called pour painting, where you actually just fill a cup up with six or seven different colors and pour it upside down on the canvas, move the canvas around, and it does these cool kind of abstract. Uh, art pieces and then I combine that with my photography my my wife makes fun of me she says oh that's not art it took you like two minutes to do I said well it's not the art it's part of the photography that's the art but it's still art so I did a few, quite a few of those already and just like the effects of it yeah it looks it looks incredible it looks really good but you paint as well don't you yes um in college I painted a lot I always loved Salvador Dali and I wanted to be a surrealistic style painter. Um, after one year in college, I was gonna major in art. I came back from California, went with a friend to New York City and saw a whole bunch of people that had paintings selling around Central Park. And these paintings were amazing. And I looked at my friend, I said, you know what? I'm not even half as good as this. And these people are selling their art on the street. Uh, I'm gonna switch my major to business. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, what I have seen, I, th I think you might have missed a trick because the, the bits I have seen of yours are, are very good. So, uh... Well, what, what I did is I, I didn't paint for about, uh, about 30 years. And then recently I just started again a little bit. And to be honest, the reason I don't paint as much is I guess I'm getting lazy. I mean, photography is so much quicker. You know, an oil painting, you got to sit down two, three hours, sometimes four hours. It's, it, it takes a lot. 
I mean, it just makes for a very interesting conversation with you because I could talk to you about so many different avenues and so many different strands. But I really want us to focus a little bit today on the book that's obviously due to, to be oh, yes, definitely. Soon, which is uh, Playground of Destiny. So tell, tell us a little bit about, about the book in general. OK, well, first of all, Steve, I want to give you a heartfelt thank you. Um, I really appreciate you working with me publishing it. I mean, anyone who gets a book published that's not self-published, I think is a great accomplishment. And I really enjoyed working with you. You're always there for me and helping me. I, I really appreciate that. And I always wish you the best, but I'm so happy to be working for you, with you, and also donating the proceeds of my share of the book to your um, Inspired Good Causes Fund. Happy to do that for you. So I just want to thank you again for all you've done for me. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure to work on uh, on the book with you. And uh, and as, as Carl's mentioned, there he has very very kindly and very generously offered to donate his uh, royalties from the sales of this book to the Inspired Good Causes Fund. So the Inspired Good Causes Fund, for those of you who haven't come across it yet or don't know anything about it, is there to try and help to make the world just a little bit better. Uh, wherever we can so uh, the the aim is to use the creative arts as our sort of medium and as our platform to do that and we're looking at places and spaces where we can provide people with opportunities they might not get so we've done some work so far uh, with um, students in Syria who unfortunately lost their school during a bombing we've done some art classes and art workshops in India with some um, homeless and uh, state care children out there we're looking at mentor programs across uh, the united states as well so we've got some inner city programs going on and we've got lots of stuff going on around the uk so loads of great things and carl has very very generously agreed to uh put his royalties into that fund so we can hopefully offer a little bit more uh, one of the latest things we've done actually which is slightly off the track of our normal thing uh but given Carl's from the US, it's a US-based thing. In Arizona, they've had a particularly uh, hot summer. And one of the writers, uh, who's an absolutely incredible guy, just one of the one of the world's best human beings, a guy called Austin Davis, um, works with a lot of homeless people around Phoenix, Arizona. And he has been going out during the heat waves and helping to provide with shelter, with food, with drink, especially try to cool them down during the, the thing. So we've provided some of the kit that he's needed to... Uh, be able to get those refreshing drinks out to the people around uh, the homeless people around his uh, his state as well so we're hopefully trying to make the world that little bit better and carl by generously helping to donate uh, to to that cause is one of the people who's going to make those those things happen if you want to find out more about the inspired good causes fund you can go to inspired.com look on our donations page and we will regularly update that with uh, more information as it becomes available um, so, Carl, Playground of Destiny, which is the, the, the book we're talking about, where, where did the idea for this kind of combined book come from? Because it's not a poetry book. It's not a short stories book. It's not an art book. It's a, a hybrid of them all, isn't it? Yes. And I thank you again for that. Um, I've published two poetry books and published also a photography book in Africa, an online photography book, which I was very pleased with that as well. <clears throat> so. I love to write, but I didn't want to write another poetry book. And since I have different styles, I thought this would be a great opportunity to combine them. Didn't even think about it till you started asking me for more pages. And <laughs> I was kind of running out of poems that weren't published. So you, you helped me to formulate this book with its diversity of different styles. 
And I'm just so happy that I was able to showcase everything. Like you said, I have poetry, I have haiku, um, short stories. I also have a play, which is still one of my dreams to produce. I've been trying to locate a place I would want to do a 10 minute play festival. I actually had someone who was interested in my previous home, but because of COVID-19, it fell through. So I'm not giving up on that dream. And I think if I ever did get a produce, it doesn't matter where, it could be local, as a college, um, part of a festival, that would continue me to, to write more plays. But anyway, um, and also there's photography in the book. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. So, and, and one painting as well. So I think it's a great book for me. It's something I needed because it's all my styles. Um, I didn't know really where to go with my writing. I mean, to be honest with you, I think I was just gonna concentrate on photography and not really worry about publishing any writing again, other than sending out you know, individual poems and short stories and things like that. So I'm really happy for you doing this for me. No, well, I think it's a brilliant book. I think it captures um, you, I guess, in terms of the, the way when I think about who you are as, a, as, an, as, as an artistic person that I, you know, I've come across. I think the book is a great reflection of that because it does have those little elements of, of yourself from the writing through the, uh, the, the paintings and the photography. So I think it is, it is a great book. Now, if you'd be interested in getting yourselves a copy of Playground of Destiny, there's a few ways that you can do that. You can go to Amazon. And you will find it on there, wherever you are in the world. It should be on your local Amazon site. Um, or you can go to the impspired.com website. And if you go to the Impspired Authors section on there, scroll down until you find Carl's name. And there, there you will find the links and everything that you need for the book. So if you're having any problems or any questions, you've got any queries and you want to get hold of Impspired, you can email me on impspired at gmail.com. And uh, I will do my best to uh, guide you all in the right direction. Now, um, before we go for our first musical break, uh, Carl, do you have a, a piece you could maybe share with us from the book? Yes. And also just to step back again and talk about the book just for one second. almost forgot the most important part is the cover of the book, which was my photography. However, the coolest part was it was my granddaughter. So I'm so happy to honor her on the cover of the book. It was a random shot. We were babysitting my granddaughter and her brother and just went to this place called Mission Inn, and there was a teeter-totter, and it had a chess set behind it, and just took a random shot. She had her little buddy on the other side of the seesaw, and just didn't think of it until this book. I mean, it was saved in my file, thought it was a cool picture, and just, I'm so happy to use it. It is a very nice. And I drew my title out of that, and like I told you, I was worried somebody might look at it and think it's a children's book with the name and the picture, but... um, it is, it's a good title, and I, I love the cover. Yeah, it is a beautiful cover. Um, what I'll read is uh, one poem. It's called Afternoon Nap. Depression napping, silence spills on the roof, and the stars soon fall in a kaleidoscope, talking to me from another dimension, like a silhouette on standby, a metaphysical, poetic star sphere, so beautiful I had to close my eyes. Time to rid myself of thought possessions on the extinction of modern man. That's afternoon nap. Fantastic. That's no, a brilliant piece. Like I said, the book is full of just great artistic pieces, whether that's from the poetry through into the into the photography and, and beyond that. Um, 
so it really is it's, it really is a book i would recommend you know if you if you're into those kind of things it's definitely something you should get yourself a copy of now it brings us to our first little musical break of today so we're going to take our first little music uh, music stop and then we'll talk to carl a little bit more about the book when we come back from this break Hey, welcome back to Word Perfect. You're listening to Siren Radio. My name's Steve Court, and we're joined today by Carl Sharworth, all the way from the United States of America in sunny, sunny Florida. So uh, you were saying you're just a few miles from the beach, and it's another glorious day there, isn't it, Carl? Another glorious day, yes. <laughs> Everybody's moving to Florida, too. <laughs> well, given your descriptions and photographs, I can't blame anyone for wanting to be there. So uh, when you look out the windows over here, and it's uh, grey 90% of the time, 
the, the sunny beaches of Florida definitely seem very appealing. But, but you have something I don't have, Steve. What, regular rain? No, you have that wonderful uh, British accent. Ah, uh, well, you see... I, I could listen to for hours. <laughs> see, I, I don't think I have an accent. I, I've always joked that this is not an accent. This is just what it sounds like when you say it properly. Um, yes. <laughs> now, the funny is, thing, like I said, I'm from New Jersey, and a lot of people go, where's your accent? I said, not everybody in New Jersey, you know, talks like that. <laughs> yeah. See, where it's yours over here, your accent is significantly more interesting than anything we've ever got to offer. So uh, that's, oh, okay. that's just the way it works. So the, the grass is always greener and all that. There you go. But uh, <clears throat> so the, the book Playground of Destiny, which we were talking about just before the break there, um, is released uh, or will be released now by the time this is out. The, the difficulty of radio now when we're pre-recording is I have no idea when you at home are listening to this. Are you listening to it on the podcast? Are you listening to it live? Who knows? So uh, the book is available uh, and you can go to either Amazon or to the inspired.com website uh, and find yourself a copy of it there. Um, it's a fantastic collection of poetry, photography, haiku, short stories, a play. It's got a, literally, it's a plethora of everything that Carl has to offer, and he has a lot to offer. Um, so in terms of uh, the actual writing of this thing, Carl, was this done over a particular period of time, or have these been pieces that have been gathered from, you know, a longer period? Where, where did they all come from? They were all gathered from a, a longer period. I've been writing poetry for about eight years now. Uh, most of the ones I submitted to you were newer poems. Uh, at one time in the beginning, I was writing two to four poems a month. Now I'm down to maybe one poem a month, uh, maybe three or four or five short stories a year. So the, the short stories were previous, the poetry is more new, more recent. Photography, of course, is also um, a range over the last couple of years. So I just wanted to pull from my history, my present, and looking forward, forward to the future of my work as well. It's brilliant. So it's kind of a bit of a, a mismatch of some more recent and then some, some older pieces as well. There. Correct. And then, of course, some of it was published and it is acknowledged in the book as well, previously published. Um, I, love, I love being published around the world. I, I actually prefer to be published internationally. I don't know why, but I do. I guess it's just more exotic to be, say I was published in India or um, the Philippines. And the, speaking of India, that's been my best country for publications and also meeting other writers. I mean, it's such a great country that has this deep love of literature and the arts and um, always had great success in India. And someday I'm going to have to go there. Yeah, they do have some really good, some of the, especially some of the online publications that run out of India are, are particularly good. You know, they, they do a yes. really good job in, in terms of what they put together and, and where they pull people from. So I wanted to address just one of my goals, and it's funny because it happened recently. In the United States, either a short story or a poet poem, to me, the pinnacle for an American is to be published in The New Yorker. So they accept submissions once every six months. So for the past three years, I'll send a poem. For six months later, I'll send a short story. Six months later, a poem. Two years went by, never, ever hear a word. You know, no rejection, nothing. They received it, just nothing. Last week, I got an email from the New Yorker. My heart starts beating because they never answered me before. And it was a rejection. So the motto is I'm getting closer now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one step further, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but that, that's my goal, like the New Yorker, the Atlantic, you know, one of the bigger um, publications. I mean, once you're there, that's definitely a place, a new starting place now for recognition. 
So not giving up. I mean, that's the beauty of submission, especially in today's world. It's so easy on a computer, just an email. I mean, think of the old days when you had to print something up, mail it, write a letter. Yeah, um, I, was, I did an interview stage. with, um, I got, I don't, again, I don't know if you know this guy, but Michael Lee Johnson. I did an interview with yes, him. Yes, I know Michael Lee very well, yeah. And uh, he, he was <laughs> saying, you know, he, exactly the same thing you just said there, that in, in the early days of his submissions, he used to go out and he bought a book, which was a sort of a printed massive, almost like the old yellow page. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Writer's and, Digest, I believe. Writer's, writers Digest. Off, writers yeah. and he would sit and handwrite out every poem <clears throat> that he'd written and then handwrite an envelope out to every one of these things. And it would cost a fortune in just yes. stamps and envelopes to send them. Whereas now you can sort of hit three or four keys on a keyboard and you've already submitted it to 100 different places. Yes. Um, oh, the same, same as like when we look for jobs when we are younger, right? We get in our car, go to a pay phone, call up, see if somebody's interested in hiring you, drive there. Um, so, yeah, the computer has made things a lot easier. I mean, I'm from the old past. Um, I could probably do without a cell phone, to be honest, but um, just the ease of what we can do with a computer is amazing. Mm. Well, lockdown for me has been a, a real eye-opener because um, I, prior to being ill and prior to, to COVID happening and everything like that, I um, I was very active on the sort of the the poetry circuit over in, in the UK. So I was traveling around a lot. I was visiting a lot of places, trying to book gigs, but always I was having to be conscious of how long does it take to get there? How expensive is the train? Is it, is it financially worth me going to Oxford to do this gig or whatever? You know? So I was having to think about yes. these, these things. And then COVID came along and we started working online. And over this last year, I've done gigs in um, New Jersey, in um, where else we in New Jersey, Pittsburgh, California, um, Detroit. So I've been, been places I would never ever have even considered looking at opportunities and to do that. And, and Inspired itself was originally supposed to be for local writers in the U, in, in Lincolnshire, in the UK where I live. And it's become this sort of international growing monster of a, of a thing. And, uh, and that's partly just down to lockdown. So there have been some positives to be gained from this and, and technology has really come into its own when it's come to those things. Especially Zoom, right? <laughs> yeah, especially Zoom. I mean, I... And, and what, what's sad is I missed it. I retired a couple of years ago, but I was saying, darn, I should have worked a little longer. Everybody's working from home. My previous job, they've been working from home for about a year and a half now. I'm yeah, going, wow, yeah. that, that's the reason I retired a little bit earlier. I just hated to commute, basically. Loved mm. the job, just the drive was getting to me, so I took retirement a year earlier. But um, I'm taking darn, that's what a gig that is, working from home. I mean, the crazy thing is the technology has been there for quite a long time. It's only it's taken yes. something like a pandemic for us just to be forced to use it. Whereas I think the amount of times and the amount of money I've spent on getting a train from Lincoln to London, spending an entire day traveling and things like that just so that i could have a meeting with someone about a play for an hour and then travel home again and i think i could have done that from my own living room with one click of a button and 30 minutes yeah, it's, after it's, it's amazing. at home but, and not have spent 150 quid on a train ticket or whatever so it's uh it, it's mad when you think about the fact that this technology has been there but it's taken something this extreme for us to uh to really utilize stuff yeah, it is amazing, but I feel sorry for commercial real estate in the future. Just think if everybody's going to be working from home in all these office buildings, what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it'll be a different world, definitely, because yes. I already know lots of businesses over here who are promoting their staff staying working from home 
and they will scale down the size of the physical office space that they have because they won't need to accommodate 40 people. They'll only need 10 in the actual office yes. space. So, yep. um, But then maybe that'll be good for the world as well. That'll be 30 people a day less driving their cars. Yeah, on driving the road. And, and, you know, so hopefully it will have longer term positive knock-on effects as well. Yes. So obviously talking to writers about books that they've got coming out and things like that is always a slightly interesting point for me because you've already written everything. You've already done all the photography. We've already done all the design of the book. It's all done, sealed and just waiting to be sold. Um, so I'm talking to you about a book where really there is no more work to be done on that other than the sort of promotional side. So what, what's next for you? What's your plans for the future? Okay. Well, the future, I'm going to continue with my photography. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of avenues going forward with my photography. I've been in a couple art galleries. I'm going to concentrate on doing that as well, trying to get into more art galleries or maybe one day to have my own show if possible. Um, That's another dream of mine. What I have been doing, what I want to continue doing is helping other artists. I mean, that's really where my wheelhouse is. I love to help other people, whether it's helping them get published, having them work with me as collaborators, which is my favorite thing to do. I mean, art art and writing can be a lonely thing, always doing it by yourself. So I, I love when you bring somebody else in and collaborate on art and writing at the same time together. So that's something I'm going to work on. Um, I have a writer's group here in my, my local, uh, neighborhood where I live. And one of the other writers, she's a published children's book writer. We're going to reach out to high schools and middle schools and maybe do some seminars in the schools concerning writing and art. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, COVID's back again, especially in Florida. So who knows, but that that could be a potential goal. And also, again, be published in a New Yorker. Someday I'm going to say, yes, I was and work on getting my play out there again. I'm not giving up on that. So that's my two big goals that I have. As far as books, this possibly might be my last book on writing. I think I'm going to concentrate more on photography and see where that can take me and even start painting a little bit more again. And so thank you for having my all my work in one book. <laughs> that's really important. And again, I'm not going to stop writing. I'm still going to write and submit and try and get published with short stories and I'm actually going to branch off into some new writing I'm going to start writing personal essays okay so I love Susan Sontag I mean I'm not going to be at that level with that kind of research but she's an amazing essayist but I'm looking at these kind of personal essays and actually I just thought of one on a run yesterday just about when I was a teenager going to the laundromat, all the things that you had to do that went wrong, that went right. And just kind of like snapshots of life that I think people can relate to. I think that's where I'm going to try a few essays. I've already written two or three essays on running and things like that. And uh, so I'm going to wor- work on essays as far as my writing goes. And still I usually write one or two poems a month and I'm going to work on another short story. So always working, always writing, always doing photography, but really want to help other writers and artists as well. That's where my goal is. Amazing. And what a great goal that is to have. So, oh, and, and, win the, and win the lottery as well, but that's been a 40, 40 year goal. I keep trying. <laughs> yeah. One of those things you can never give up on, isn't it? Once you've started buying tickets, you're stuck now. 
You, you oh, then I can come visit you, right? Absolutely. That's exactly, <laughs> what, that's exactly what the lottery is for. And if I so win the lottery, I can come and live near your beach. So that's even better. It's, there you go. <laughs> no, well, it's been uh, an absolute pleasure to talk to you, Carl. It does bring us towards the end of today's show. Um, so obviously all the best of luck with uh, whatever you decide to turn your hand to next, because it would appear that whatever artistic form you channel yourself into, you seem to be pretty good at it. So, uh, oh, and again, thank you for all you've done for me. And I hope we continue to work. Maybe we can do some covers like you're asking me for your magazine. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Photography. So this, this isn't the end for us. This is only the beginning. Absolutely. And I also want to say I'm sorry about the loss of your mother-in-law. You, know, you went through a lot a few weeks ago. So thank you for working with me through that as well. No, thank you very much. I uh, I appreciate that. And it, it meant a lot as well. So um, within the book, Playground and Destiny, Carl has actually dedicated it to my, my mother-in-law who, who passed away recently. Um, and it meant a lot to my wife and to, to her brother when they, they found out about that. So again, just a, a big personal thank you to, uh, to yourself. So it's... Uh, not only are you being generous in helping with the Good Causes Fund, but you have also dedicated it to someone who who meant a lot to us and uh, who is sadly missed. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much, Carl. No, you're welcome. And all, all the thanks go to you, Steve. And I really appreciate working with you. And I wish you the best. And could I ask you one quick question? Absolutely. What are your future plans? Oh, my future plans are to continue to try and take over the world okay (laughs) (laughs) in a slightly less sinister way than that no we are uh, the the plans at the moment so inspired started as just an online journal it then accidentally became a publisher um we're now up to something like 30 or 40 titles that we've been doing so the publishing side is my plan to keep expanding that to keep trying to grow the sort of the readers and, and and the audience that we can reach through there to continue to provide writers with the opportunities to showcase their work and to to sort of step onto that next level and then my big focus at the moment is on the inspired good causes fund so uh, if we can raise enough money we will eventually get the full charitable status and then it is just a case of trying to make this wonderful world that we live in just a little bit better every day and that's uh, that's our my my big plan for the future all right and i'm, I'm happy we made this through the interview because you know what today is i do not friday the 13th Friday the 13th. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't know that before today started because that might have put me off. <laughs> well, and it's also, it's also the only one of this year too. So it's kind of interesting. There's only one this year and this is it. So it's been, been good luck Friday for me and I wish you a good Friday and happy weekend and thanks again. Thank you very much, Carl. Uh, right, you've been listening to Word Perfect. Uh, as always, we have fantastic guests on. So today was Carl Sharworth. Next week will be another one of the wonderful writers from Impspy.com. So tune in again next week and join us on Word Perfect. Uh, you can listen to us live on Siren Radio on a Sunday afternoon, a Monday tea time, or you can find us on the podcast channel. So you've been listening to Word Perfect. My name's Steve Court. Have a good week.
Yeah. <laughs> 